build the altar, Lord, to send the flame. I'll be the sacrifice unto your name. Come, holy fire, consume me now. That's been our prayer. Lord, in your presence, I make this vow. Nothing but you, Lord, do I desire. You're grown only and one desire. Wonderful. Thanks, Dave. And I believe God is holding back until like that thing David wrote this morning, Lord, I can't live another day without the fire of God. You need the fire of God to pray. You need the fire of God to see visions. You need the fire of God to recognize there's no help for us. I don't want to cry as I've done so long. Like David in Psalm 80, Oh, thou that dwellest between the cherubims, Lord, don't stay there. Come down here. We need God here. Does it matter if it breaks your heart today? You're going to have million, millenniums in eternity. There'll be no sorrow there. You can't patch up your prayer life when you get to the judgment seat. You can't sacrifice when you get to the judgment seat. You can't weep when you get to the judgment seat. It's all between here and there. This period we're in now is a dressing room for eternity. That's all it is. You see, when these songs were written, people were desperate for a move of God because society had come so bad and so far from God. People were lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They were people who were far away from God. And a move of God had been a distant thing of the past. Churches had begun to talk about what God used to do. Churches had begun to talk about how God used to save back in the old days. And there was a generation that raised up and said, let me tell you something. If he's still God, he can still do it. They said there's nothing wrong with God. He still desires to pour his spirit up on hungry people. The problem is, is we're not hungry anymore. And a generation rose up, Steve, and said, I am hungry for something from God. And it doesn't have to come through my church denomination in order for me to accept it. It doesn't necessarily have to come the way I want it to come. I just want it to come. Oh God, a burning, cleansing flame, send the fire. Your blood bought gift today we claim. Send the fire today.
make this verse apply to them, Lord. To make our weak hearts strong and brave, set a fire. To live a dying world to save, Lord, set the fire.
Isn't that awesome? That a man with such a colossal intellect and background, he said day by day, enlarge and fill my heart with boundless charity divine. I can't live in coldness anymore. I can't live in blindness anymore. I can't be indifferent to a dying world. Every preacher who has lost the fire, you should be on your face down here. You used to burn, but you got so busy with organizing, the fire has gone out. Come on. I believe God's going to breathe on us this morning. I believe you're going from this place. I believe you're going to have to say, I'm in the valley of decision. Take me past the outer courts. Through the holy place, past the brazen altar, Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowds of people and the priests who sing their praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, and it's only found one place. So take me. Here I am. 
there Lord take us there Jesus soul winners have ever lived to pray, give me souls or I die. What does it mean? It means you don't want to live unless you can see people saved. Lord, move on your church. Break our hearts with the things that break your heart. Shatter our indifference. Strip away our complacency. Lord, we receive your burden for a dying world. 
receive your burden, O oh God, for this generation of young people. Give us America, Father. Give us our schools. Give us our schools, oh we got. it's going to take friends people in agony people whose hearts are bursting i've never read a book about childbirth called how much fun it is to have a baby jesus there's pain there's travail but that's what it takes to produce life that's what it takes to produce life it's all right just let the holy spirit move just let the holy spirit move Jesus, souls, 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 Jesus, revive, oh, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, oh God, birth it in this generation, birth it in this generation. the cries the righteous cry out and the Lord hears the Lord Jesus himself in Hebrews 5 7 prayed with loud crying and tears
from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. It's going to happen. What is going to happen? 
so in your presence we wouldn't die.
The moment that that happened in the bar, a power was let loose in Barbas that shook the whole village. God stepped out. The Holy Spirit began to move among the people. God seemed to be everywhere. What was that? Revival? Revival? Not an evangelist? Not a special effort? Not anything at all organized on the basis of human endeavor, but an awareness of God that gripped the whole community. And as part of his research, he went to the Hebrides to actually uh, research the history of the Hebridean revival. And he finished up, amazingly, he, he, he booked in at a guest house, which was run by an elderly couple. And the guy who was the father of the house was actually one of the fathers of the revival. And so he found himself, without trying, sitting right at the feet of someone who could tell him a lot of information. And this guy said to him, you know, with tears in his eyes, he said, there's six of us who were like the fathers of the revival who's still alive. He said, we meet together occasionally when our wives are in bed. He said, we sit there and we talk about those days. And he said, we can't stop crying. And he said this. He said, the reason that the Hebridean revival failed because the leadership didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know how to structure it. They didn't know how to prepare a wineskin for, for what God was doing and it faltered and it failed. And this old man got hold of my friend, who's probably about 30 years of age, grabbed him by the collar, looked at him in his eyes, his piercing eyes looking at him, and he said, son, when you get it, whatever you do, don't let go of it.
Freitzner, who's one of the leaders of the revival in Argentina. The secret of the amazing outpouring of the Spirit that's happened in his church has been nothing other than his personal walk with God. I found myself praying, Lord, if you are not going to bring another revival, take me home. I don't want to live anymore. And then I tried to rebuke my soul because I have three little kids, I have my wife, and the ministry was not doing so bad. Why should I pray this way? And then again, the next day, I found myself praying the same thing. And I realized the Holy Spirit was putting a burden in my heart to see revival. John Knox used to say, Lord, give me Scotland or I'll die. And I pray that importation from the Holy Spirit will come to this room right now. That you will desire revival more than your own life. That you will desire to see this nation, entire nation, shaken under the power of God. More than to be alive, you will desire that. On a waking cry for a land in darkest night. And it calls you now to shed this church there was times I came down to this church and I would lay 
on the front row. Something deep inside of me was calling out to the deep of God. And I said, Lord, there's got to be more. I would walk these floors and I would cry out loud. I knew nobody was around. I knew nobody could hear. And I left my voice sometime till I would be hoarse and I'd say, God. quiet in a fetal position on that front row and then I would hear the Lord say keep going after me son you'll find me Let's be the kind of leaders who don't find the thing overtakes us, but we have a godly stance. We're prepared, we're ready. But when the bridegroom comes in that way, we're not then going out to look for the oil. We've got it. 